0: Your brand is one of the most important investments in your company. This is Devin hers and today I will be discussing logo design with our lead designer at DMC. Welcome to this episode of the DMC Marketing Nugget. As always, we love our guests that join us on the Nugget, but today we've got a special guest, our first guest from our own DMC team, our lead designer, creative extraordinaire. Welcome, Joe Rowe.
1: Hey, how you doing, Devin? Thanks for having me today. Uh, Should be an interesting one. Uh, Usually I'm the guy behind the controls, so uh, here I am.
0: There we go. Well, uh, Joe does about a, a ton of everything for our clients and for ourselves. Everything from creative graphic design, branding, logo design, video editing. Uh, really helps us excel when it comes to our creative side of DMC. So i uh, love to pick your brain today about our logo design process. Uh, we recently finished a project for Virginia Beach Boat Church. Uh, we did a whole bunch of branding, uh, logo, redesign their logo, website design. So we're going to go ahead and kick off our series about branding, discussing logo design. So let's uh, bring up the topic of the evolution of branding. Uh, with this logo, I know uh, they had an existing design for the Bow Church, and it was something that they wanted a refresher. So tell us a little bit about how you went about going about the, the overall design and elements that you put into the logo. Yeah, um,
1: I try to use the same format pretty much every time when I approach a logo. Um, there's a few different steps. Uh, generally speaking, the, the first thing I do is I pull up their old logo, um, and I try to see, like, you know, what components of that that I can use and incorporate into the newer logo, um, obviously to pull colors from if they're, you know, some, a lot of people are stuck on their colors. Of course, uh, there's different reasons to use different colors. So if I find a new reason to kind of insert something either brighter or darker, depending upon the feel, um, kind of just make those judgment calls, but it all starts with their old logo, um, which actually I, I have a video of, uh, if you can pull that up. Um, this just shows the logo that we were provided. So it's an old mapped, you know, rasterized logo where obviously you, you can't expand that to, to do much with it. So the first thing we do is we turn it into what's called a vector logo. Um, it's where you just create outlines, uh, shape outlines in order to create an image and text that can be expanded to any size and pretty much be used for any, any kind of medium that you have, whether it's print, web, um, et cetera. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of step one. Once we have that meat and potatoes, uh, we can take those shapes, those colors, and try to start implementing them into different um, ideas and concepts um, as we go along. So like I said, really the first thing is, that, is the vectorizing a logo. If you don't know what a vector logo is, please look it up and find out. Because as a business owner, if you don't have one, you're behind the game. And you're actually, you're probably costing yourself more money because every uh, every third party, uh, you know, pr- uh, product producer you go to is going to want a vector logo from you. And if you don't yeah, have absolutely. it, they're going to charge you to vectorize it um, themselves. So it's better to have that on hand, be able to kind of just submit it, uh, you know, whenever you have a project coming okay.
0: up. Yeah. You mean we can't just grab a logo off the website and use on a print material or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So a logo on your website is is at a, a different scale, so it's actually at a, a screen resolution of 72 pixels per inch. So everything you see on your screen is set to that mode, uh, where generally speaking, something that's on a printed piece is gonna be about 300 pixels per inch, whereas in a larger billboard, signs like that could be 150 pixels per inch. But anything from your screen, definitely not transposing onto to paper very well.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important. Uh, and to understand that is that with a vector logo, we can blow that as big as we want, and it's gonna keep the resolution, it's gonna keep that clarity. So for screen printing, promotional items, uh, any kind of large format printing a vector is definitely the suggested route to go. And then you can always use it to size down for social media and those different things. So, um, you know, we also wanna take uh, in consideration the audience, right? Who is their target audience? Who are we designing this brand for? So thinking about color codes, Uh, the emotions that a logo really evokes. uh, Those are all important things when going into the creative of a logo design. So I think next we go into talking about font selection. There's a billion fonts out there. Uh, There's some that are web friendly, there's some that are email friendly, and then there's others that are just gonna give you a headache. So uh, tell us a little bit about your font selection choices and how you go about that.
1: Sure. So there is a standard uh, to fonts that are used for the web. There's about a set of 10 of them um, that you've probably seen a million times, whether you know it or not. Uh, When it comes to creating a logo, you really don't want to stay within those set of 10. But what you do want to do is make sure that you have a logo that has options. So uh, if it's some sort of really extravagant font um, that only has one style setting, you're going to be pretty limited to your different like italicized bold settings um, your thin right. uh, lines, your, your your condensed font versions of that. There's a bunch of different applications where you need either a thin or a bold or condensed or wide font. And if your font doesn't have those options, you're pretty much set to manually adjusting those to where, again, when you're handing your brand off to other third parties, this is where your brand can be completely uh, you know, thrown off, um, where you really want to try to keep it on by having these set standards, which come down to... Uh, Your fonts so if if your fonts have all of the font family that it requires There's really no styling that you'll ever have to do that another party or third company won't be able to do to emulate your brand Um, And that's kind of what you what you want You want people to be able to recreate your brand to use so it stays consistent across all the platforms Um, so speaking on um, fonts for for Virginia Beach Boat Church um, specifically we chose uh, Museo Um, I actually have a slide that shows just how we kind of go through that process. Here you'll see the the thick and thin versions of that font. Museo is an Adobe font. There's lots of places to get fonts from. Google and Adobe I feel are two of the top primaries. Um, They work a lot with a lot of the web developer um, companies and with just design aspects in general to where they're really looking to make sure you have all of the font families you need, You can actually categorize and make um, web kits and font kits for your clients to where all this information can be stored in one place and again, just be easily transferred to another party um, to easily be able to keep all of your stuff looking the way it should. Um, But again, Adobe and Google are just two of my favorites because you can go on there, you can search for the fonts that you need, and then you can see the compatibility that they're going to have with all of the stuff that you're doing. Um, and web is really the main thing. Like nowadays, uh, you'll, you'll see that people's web fonts are starting to match their print fonts a lot more often than they used to. It used to be they have their print material branded, and then they have a website that has, you know, one of the top 10 fonts. I, I like, to, usually it's, you know, a Roboto, um, an Arial. Uh, just, I, there, there's a handful of some of these standard ones you'll see commonly used all over the web. Now, these are good mm-hmm. if you want to make sure that all of your stuff is, is um, legible to one uh, form or another. But as far as I'm concerned with branding and all the technology is out that's available to us out there nowadays, there's no reason that your brand shouldn't match across all the platforms.
0: Yeah, I think keeping things cohesive across the board is really where it's at. It's people, we want them to easily recognize who you are. So something that's bold or as Joe showed you on that slide there, the bolds with some of the thinner fonts gives a very clean look, very easy to read. Uh, if someone's got uh, little sight problems like me now wearing readers all the time. You want to be able to recognize what that logo and that brand is or if it's on a billboard and you got you know split second as they're cruising by at 75 miles per hour to grab them. Uh, it should be very easy to see. Um, the icon is also another important thing too, right? Some design element that is memorable. Of course, we all know Nike. Uh, that's the easy one to remember. I think the guy got paid $5 for that logo and was probably uh, crying about it every day. But anyway, you, know, you wanna have those simple, easy to read fonts, uh, memorable icon that, that people, as soon as they see that, they know who it is. Um, so, next, um, we want to be able to explore the options of fonts and icons. And it's pretty much setting up a, a think tank or more of what we do rough drafts. Sometimes we'll do this offline where we're sketching out fonts and sketching out different types of logos. And I know, Joe, you um, have some examples of that online where you're just sh- showing the, the brainstorming, flipping through fonts. Uh, so, we can share that and discuss that a little bit too. That'd be great. Um,
1: so right here, yeah, it just shows what I try to do is just pull up four, five, six versions of the font and I start flipping around different fonts for the main ones and for the sub fonts to see really what's going to work for us and what's not. Um, in, that same, uh, in that same breath or that same session, usually I'll be taking icons. Um, sometimes we'll start with stock icons just to get a, a look and a feel and then, of course, start manipulating them to, to be more original for our client um and in this regards we were are trying to decide if we should stick with their original cross and wave um, or to modernize that into more of a, a trendy look um as far as you know where things are going nowadays um so that being said uh we did have the old components as you saw earlier that you know we, we recreated and made um now in this example you see there's a different cross a different wave where we're trying to make the the cross into the t out of the boat to incorporate the wave more into the logo rather than having it be separate um going through funky fonts that that can stand out a little bit you know back to more traditional fonts um so really like i said just really flipping around until you get a good feel um and i think that ultimately uh you know the look and feel that we came up with did show a good representation of that we still incorporated the cross and the wave um but we wanted to make more of a you know a centered you know, single icon that could be stamped around town or stamped wherever that would start to become recognizable with only that icon and logo as in like the mcdonald arches etc um, the target symbol um, you know they've really just taken ownership of those icons and symbols nowadays so our goal with this was the same with bringing the the cross and the wave which is their original logo but bringing it into more of an icon that could be stamped and recognized um, all at once
0: Absolutely, and uh, for those of you that don't know, design is my background as well. And I've been known to design just a couple logos over the past uh, 25 years, uh, maybe a couple hundred. Um, Coming up with the brand names, coming up with not only the logo, but also the taglines is something that we specialize in. But a lot of people don't see what happens behind the scenes. They just think, oh, boom, there's a logo, we put it together. This takes hours, if not days and weeks sometimes to really figure out what we're trying to accomplish. What is the end goal? What are things gonna look like? What's going to appeal to people? And I think when I'm designing something for a logo, is it something that, yeah, the client needs to like it, hopefully, uh, but it's not all about the client. It's about the people that they're trying to attract. So getting in their mind, understanding what they like, what are they following? What kind of shows are they watching? Uh, what kind of um, you know, demographic is it that we're really trying to approach is very important. And then taking it to the next level, is that something that can be printed on a, a t-shirt and that someone would actually wear your brand? Uh, because if they're able to get more mileage out of their brand and get people wearing things or carrying around coffee mugs that have their brand on it, that's just going to make for more awareness of everything that you've got going on. So I think when we're coming up with brand designs, it's not just about the client, it's about the audience and how that logo can be used across all mediums. Right. Uh, so I think you did a phenomenal job with the Boat Church. I know they're ecstatic. They just launched a couple of weeks ago. They've had a great turnout. Um, so uh, as far as uh, anything else on that brand that you want to discuss, Joe.
1: Yeah, just overall, you know, so now that you have all of the components, you know, you've you've Chosen your colors, you've created your icon, you've chosen your fonts, you've gone through the process of elimination. Um, you get to a point where you need to create what's called a branding guide. Um, and again, this is, I keep stressing it throughout this whole conversation, but it's just, you know, being able to hand your brand and your standards off to another party and have them not need to ask you any questions about how, if, where, when. Um, so, you, we've uh, just to show you a quick example here's a standard branding guideline for boat church this is not an advanced sheet or anything there's nothing spectacular you don't need to put a ton of effort into this it's just very simple so it has um, you know your compact logo which is a logo that can fit into most areas you have your wide logo that can be used in long vertical uh, sections that you would need such as a website or some sort of long printed material and then you list your, your fonts out. So you don't just say, hey, we use Museo. Um, you know, you want to make sure that they know what, what font and what font style you use for that heading font, for your main heading. Uh, in this case, they use 700. If, for your uh, heading two would be like your subheading title. We like to use the SANS 100 for that. Um, and then your, your mini subheading, which is also uh, the Museo SANS 100. Um, but the thought is just so they know exactly what font, what style to use, where, when, and how. It has the color uh, the color codes there right for them to copy and paste right into their project. Basically, there's nothing to have to ask you for. Um, this is just something that every company needs to have. And if you don't have one, then I think you need to be calling DMC.
0: Absolutely. Well, we love that. Uh, Always, always down to discuss branding and rebranding. Another great thing about logo design, people um, just love their logo they may have developed it 10 years ago, 15 years ago or longer. Uh, that refresh of a brand. I can tell you that I've been through so many different brand updates and we're constantly evolving and uh, I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk about evolving, but to me, that's what it's about. Keeping things fresh, styles change, your demographic of who you're going after may change, right? People that you're going after 10 years ago may not be the same audience that you're going after today. So keep that in mind. And if you are looking to refresh your brand, we're gonna go ahead and offer our DMC branding checklist to our audience out there. There'll be a link below uh, for you to grab that in the description of the social media post here, our YouTube post. So go ahead and grab that for you. There's no, no cost to get that, but it's gonna go ahead and set you up the uh, success right there. So uh, we got Crows brand checklist right there. Uh, check it out and grab that for yourself. Uh, any final words, Joe? Um, you know, I just
1: want to make sure, or uh, I want to let the people watching know, so there, there's the whole series that um, Devin has put together on this brand. Um, you know, we all worked really hard on it, and um, there's everything from websites to print materials to on-site uh, banners and pop-ups. It's really quite amazing, but um, I think we have a quick reel that we just want to show yeah. you some highlights uh, from some Let's of the get reality.
0: MC did it, Swing Makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> so uh, that's a good overview of a lot of the different things that we did. It's not just stopping at the logo, it's the website, it's the collateral material, what we call the business essentials. It's really your first impression of what people think about you moving forward. So make sure you go ahead and grab that uh, branding checklist. Joe, pleasure having you. Lots of fun, always uh, making me smile. Great uh, education there for our audience. And for those of you out there that are considering uh, a new brand, a rebrand, whatever it may be, uh, you definitely can uh, get a hold of us at the links below uh, to discuss that. We're always uh, open to help business owners, even if you don't go with us. Uh, I've been doing this long enough. We don't need tons more business. So that's not what it's about here. It's about helping fellow business owners succeed. So when it comes to your brand, it's super important. It's really what people think about you. Uh, So thanks Joe for, for coming on and sharing some of that insight on what goes into a brand. Uh, Be sure to go ahead and join us on our next episode where we'll discuss web design overhaul and the best practices for your website. We're going to share more about Virginia Beach Boat Church, so be sure to follow us for more great nuggets. Here's to your success.